Audible proudly celebrates 50 years of hip hop. Respect the movement, respect the moment, celebrate storytellers. Hear new hip hop titles on Audible free all summer long, including Words and Music Volumes from Snoop Dogg, DJ's Dramas, Gangsta Grills, featuring the mixtape legend in conversation with hip hop greats, including Two Chains, Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, Jeezy T.I., and Pharrell. And binge-worthy Audible original docuseries like The Greatest Day, Can You Dig It, and The Motherload. Hear unforgettable hip-hop originals like these and other essential stories on Audible. Listen for free. Go to audible.com slash forever. I must have hurt your feelings. Your temper hit the ceiling. You know I want to talk to you. Mm. Oh, girl, come on. But isn't this not living? And I know it's not giving. You know I got lots to do. Oh, girl, come on. I know this part ain't pretty. But you know I've been busy. That's why I can't talk long on the phone. It's all for you, baby girl. Come on. So, girl, if you're with me, know I look for your pretty face to smile when I get home. And when we make love, you know it's going to be amazing. Number one, baby girl, you with me. Smashing, that's a hit to me. Off the church, know how you get to me. You might be nothing to you, but she the shit to me. She, <laughs> tell me how you love that. Not gonna do nothing about that. Hold your heart, you wrote the verse to me. We go party like it's our anniversary. Oh, mm. little mm. Pharrell for the girls. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Praise yeah. the Lord, niggas. Do you know Praise that song? The Lord. Of course I do. Uh, oh, okay. I'm just I was in a sure. full dance break over here. You didn't see me okay. jamming, jamming okay. on the one. Making sure. Right. My grandmother loves that song. <laughs> it's so I'm, fascinating. I can be very, I can be, I can say with absolute certainty that I am sure that my grandmother had no <laughs> earthly idea who Pharrell is. <laughs> My dad, my Clueless. dad has the funniest, um, like, uh, uh, opinion of Pharrell. He loves Pharrell's music and all of that. But my dad be like, that nigga really think he can sing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that is such a dad thing to say. How are you, my like, sister? What's going on? Oh, I am well. I am, um, you know, we are... It's let me not say summer is winding down because to be perfectly honest, summer goes until September. Uh, late September. Yes, um, but you know, summer in the in the traditional sense, as far as the yes. months that we know, and summer vacation and all of yes. that, it's just halfway through, maybe a little bit more, which is not absolutely even halfway nuts. For a lot of the folks, by the time this airs, especially for our, our listeners oh, yeah. in the southern states. Their kids, my mama said the kids is going back to school on Friday of this Wait, what? Of, of this week. Wait um, a minute. They have like one what? day. They go back like literally like the first week in August. So Why? a lot of students are going back to school August 4th. Uh, or and then they'll go their first full week of school will start on I don't know, what's that the August seventh or something? Oh, that's um, nuts. It is nuts. But for a lot of people, because, you know, I, think about it. These kids, they got out of school before before Memorial Day. Well before. That's true. I forget that because no one of them get out 
uh, mid to late June. Yes. So they don't go back till after, you know, after Labor Day. Yes. Yes. Oh, I can't imagine going back to school at the top of August, though. Like, that's peak swimming month. Like, that's yeah. that's the heat. That's when people are trying to, you know, get their last minute family vacations in. And It's a different world for those of us who we grew up in, the, in New York. And so this is different for us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, kids in the South, they be going to they be going back to school in August, like legit full time. I can't even give them the end of August. Like, you can Mm-mm. go back at the top of August. That's absolutely crazy. Well, how are you, sister? How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I don't have any complaints working and <sighs> taking care of business, family things, personal things. Also, I have an forward. update for you. Okay. Miss Petty Peeve. I just remembered because I was like, should I tell her after she tells me? But no, I'm actually going to wait till the Petty Peeve. <laughs> okay. Um, but Continue. yeah, I don't have any complaints working hard. Um, and, and trying to also, you know, get better at taking better care of myself. So it's a, it's a journey, but I'm doing it. I'm doing the best I can. I have no, no, um, no complaints. I'm doing well. A journey of discovery. (laughs) Yes. In finding Finding you you and finding finding me. me. Well, you know, Kia and I must tell you all that we, um, Realized that there were a, just a couple of graduation announcements that slipped through the cracks. Yes. Uh, so we want to make sure that those are honored this year. I know we said we were going to be done. And, you know, if it wasn't in, you snooze, you lose. Well, these people did not snooze. And so, therefore, we want to honor them. So we're going to head on over to a shout out and shout out our last couple of graduation announcements. Shall we do it? Yes, we shall. My sister's popping right now, like. All right, welcome back, everyone. And as Jade said, so listen, uh, we have ended graduation announcements, but we'll be reading new announcements. But in the event that the announcement was sent ahead of the deadline and we missed it, we're going to double back and read uh, that announcement. We have two that sort of fell through the cracks. Um, that we're going to catch up on. Um, yeah. So uh, just in good faith, as we want to acknowledge, um, you know, the accomplishments of folks who follow the instructions. Okay. We want to follow up and send, uh, follow up and, and read these announcements. So. Yes, this is our bad, not y'all. This is our bad, not y'all. So yes. The first announcement is from Maya's mom. It reads, Dear Jade and Kia, I'm shouting out my daughter, Maya Monique Payne. On May 5th, 2023, Maya graduated with a Master of Science degree in Environmental Sciences from Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee. During her last year at TSU, Maya attended Cornell University as a Thomas Wyatt Turner Fellow. And this summer, she is interning as a Yale University Environmental Fellow. Maya will begin working on her PhD in Environmental Science this fall. To say that I am proud is an understatement. Maya and I are big fans of the podcast. Thank you both for honoring and encouraging the graduates. And that is signed Maya's mom. So thank you, Maya's mom. And big, huge congratulations. Yes. Big, huge congratulations to Maya on your achieving your master's degree and best wishes to you in the pursuit of your in the pursuit of your PhD girl we can't wait to read your next graduation announcement when you wrap that up absolutely all right pursuit 
<laughs> pursuit, right? Because clearly that's the kind of day I'm having. A pursuit. Oh, oh, oh sister, I'm having quite quite of one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Our last, 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 for real, for real this time <laughs> announcement of the graduation season is from Jasmine. And Jasmine writes, Hi, Dr. Key and Chef Jade. My name is Jasmine. I'm a newcomer to your podcast, so hearing the most recent graduation day announcements episode gave me so much excitement to write in. Yes. The class, she apologizes for the length, but you're fine, girl. People have written soliloquies, okay? I mean, the class of <laughs> what is what is the pride and prejudice? <laughs> <laughs> the class of 2023 has so many of my friends and family, so I wanted to take a moment to shout them out, and I hope it makes it to the pod. It has. Yes. My little cousin Tamaya will be graduating from high school on June 20th, 2023, followed by my lovely nieces. Lee and Tatiana hmm. on June 21st, 2023. I'm incredibly proud to have watched them from birth all of all the way to this milestone. Tamaya and Lee will be attending the college in the fall and Tatiana will be joining the United States Armed Forces. On to the big kids. Mm. My little cousin Imani just graduated from Howard University School of Law on May 12th with her All Juris right. Doctor. And she is currently on the stressful journey of bar exam prep. So please send her some extra prayers. Oh, sure will. will, honey. I'm so proud of my fellow bison and little cousin. Additionally, my other fellow bison and best friend Jasmine Blackman graduated from Bowie State University with her master's in management information systems this past Friday, well, Friday, May 26th. Yes. (laughs) Lastly, and I promise this is the last thing, I graduated from law school in my master's program in spring 2021, but I just found out a little under two weeks ago that I passed the February 2023 New Jersey bar exam so i'm officially esquire which i've waited two years and three attempts at the bar to say oh yeah you've made it this far thank you so much for reading my shout out and thank you both for this amazing space you've created for us struggling with adulthood to not be ashamed of our struggles it gives me some more grounding early in my week before i listen to the wonderful chaos and negativity that is jaden xd on fridays <laughs> sincerely jasmine and that is esquire okay wonderful. you better add that to the name Thank you, Jasmine. And shout out to Tamaya and Lee and Tatiana and Imani and Jasmine. Okay, yes. (laughs) Very proud of all of the graduates. All of you. All of the amazing things that you are accomplishing in the earth. Know that we uh, speak your name and we are praying for you and excited about your futures. Uh, Absolutely. So thank you all for uh, allowing Jade and I to be a part of the ways that you celebrate and acknowledge yourselves. We love that. That's our type of Absolutely. Period. Yes, it is. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to those of the 2023-2022 graduation season. We cannot yep. wait to see you all in 2024. And we're going to move on to an amazing kitchen table. So good. With a really dope guest per usual. So dope. <laughs> so make sure you all check it out. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are here and we have another amazing guest. I know that we say that every time we have a guest, but we really be meaning it. It'd be amazing people who join us at the kitchen table uh, every week. 
This week is no exception. I know that many of you have heard this name, whether connected to some of your website, favorite websites or communities like Blavity or Afrotech. We have the founder uh, and CEO of Blavity Inc., uh, a venture-backed company that builds product solutions and media for black consumers. Everybody, welcome Morgan DeBond to the kitchen table. Hello, Morgan. What's up, ladies? How are you? How are you doing? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good today. All right. Where are you based, Morgan? I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I escaped from L.A. Wow. Oh, I'm getting a lot of Nashville. A lot of people moving to Nashville. My these mama days. lives in Nashville, but she's she's yeah. from there originally. So she when she moved back in 2011, it was kind of like I'm grown and I'm going back home. So tell us a little bit how you ended up in Nashville and you, mm-hmm. your escape from L.A. Tell us about that. Yeah, I lived in L.A. for like six plus years. It's hard to keep track. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I built the company there. I started it in San Francisco. And then when we started hiring people and getting an office, we decided to move in L.A. because it's just like more for the culture and just better for hiring. And I did that. You know, we did that. We had a beautiful office in downtown L.A., like floor to ceiling windows. I mean, Amazing. it was like epic, views. you know, views mm-hmm. on black views, black music <laughs> every morning when you walk in the door. Just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then COVID hit mm-hmm. and we kind of had to make a decision. It's like, are we one? We're getting older. So like mm-hmm. my employees, you know, I started this company when I was 24. So we weren't really thinking about like kids and mortgages and like all this mm-hmm. stuff. But then six years in people start to be like, wait a minute, <laughs> how am I going <laughs> to yeah. get this done? And then the pressure is on me as a yeah. CEO. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we going to make this money? How am I going to get what this raise? And I'm like, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on. I cannot outpace California. And um, people wanted to move closer to where they're from. People moved to Cincinnati. People moved back to New York. People moved to D.C., mm-hmm. to Philly. A lot of people moved to Texas. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just a better quality of life for everybody that worked for us. And then it just helped me. Uh, we're fully remote now. So I moved to Nashville, which is where my parents live. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from St. Louis originally, but they've been here for 10 years. Yeah. And I never really considered Nashville. I kind of was like, I mean, Tennessee... Right, uh, Tennessee. You know what I mean. <laughs> I feel like there was didn't, didn't they just end slavery like a couple years ago? You know what I mean. Like there's still plantations here. It's a very red state today, currently. <laughs> it's a Absolutely. Red state. Yes. Yeah. So I really wasn't considering it, but during COVID, you know, I just wanted to be closer to my family. Like after that yes. first COVID round one, and then round two mm-hmm. hit, and I was like, all right, I'm out. Like yeah. LA was terrible during that time period. Mm. I mean, you couldn't even go outside. You couldn't do anything. They locked it down so heavy. So Mm -hmm. I moved to Nashville, you know, bought my first house and decided, you know, I'm just going to start my life here and build it from here and just travel, you know, just Mm -hmm. get on flights. It's so much easier to get to Atlanta. It's so much easier to get to New York. So it's been a great decision. And you have um, a reason to, to kind of shift the quality of life especially right now, do you not? I am seven months pregnant, so it worked out. (laughs) In the heat of the summer, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting tied up in here. But uh, yeah, my, my man walked in my office this morning and was like, "Um, how are you feeling? It's, uh," I'm like, I'm like, he's, he's like, it's a little cold in here. 
I'm like, I'm uh, definitely not cold. It's a little hot outside. It's a little okay, hot Thank outside. you very much. <laughs> Jade and I was just talking about that. Uh, we had an episode a few weeks back talking about how as we get older, our bodies change. And Ooh, um, my mom, my mom would tell me because I've never been uh, pregnant before, but my mom would talk about how heat when you are pregnant, like it's like your your body is literally an oven, and so and so it hits different. Sort of that sort of experience while it is actively a hundred degrees in the environment surrounds you, uh, it's surrounding you. Yeah, yeah. I went yeah. outside today. I was like, I actually like can't breathe. Like I can't <laughs> no. breathe. Wow. This- thickness of the air so yeah but it's you know in some ways it's it's perfect timing because i'm going to give birth in um the last week of october first week of november god willing everything works out per plan but that means i get the holidays you know we can just be cozy inside sweater weather i'm not worried about no snapback yeah exactly amazing you can enjoy your favorite holiday meals (laughs) guilt-free that's wonderful yes no so no socializing guilt-free it's amazing (laughs) exactly like nope so sorry the baby can't come (laughs) it's cold he can't go outside but I do bless your spirit right now yes. being pregnant in summer. I was only, we went to the end of June. My daughter was born at the end of June. Oh, and yeah. I think that in itself was miserable enough. Uh, <laughs> so we're sending you big love, Morgan. Thank so you. let's rewind it back. Let's rewind it back. Because you said you're originally from St. Louis. And I know you went to school in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about the journey from school and then how that led to starting Blavity, actually. Can you take us through that a little bit? Yeah, crazy. I mean, you know, I grew up just like middle class, upper middle class, suburbia, St. Louis, and mm-hmm. went to school at the top school, Wash U. Um, I didn't really know anything about Silicon Valley or tech. I mean, that just wasn't mm-hmm. part of my ecosystem. It wasn't really part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. My parents uh, were not entrepreneurs. So it's not like I grew up with people raising money and mm-hmm. talking about millions mm-hmm. of dollars. It just wasn't a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, when I was in college, I got an internship at an education tech company, like one of the very few in St. Louis, because I could walk to the office from campus and from my apartment. And uh, that's when I kind of first started to like, oh, it's interesting. Like there are people who make the things that we're using. Like we're using a platform right now for this podcast or somebody who Mm -hmm. made it. Who's Mm -hmm. probably worth a couple hundred mil. Right. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure. (laughs) But like you don't think about that stuff growing up. Like you're not thinking about who makes the iPads and who makes the apps that you use. So I started to like have that level of consciousness when it came to technology and ultimately decided that I was going to move to the Bay and like apply to different jobs. And so mm-hmm. I moved out to Mountain View, California, which is like in the kind of OG Silicon Valley area. Uh-huh. And um, I worked at a company called Intuit, which was super dope. You know, they make products like TurboTax, Mint.com. Mm-hmm. Did that for two years. And then I very quickly was like, okay, so like I corporate life is not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to build something different. And the, ultimately like, it wasn't that corporate life like totally wasn't for me. I enjoyed learning. I enjoyed being challenged. I enjoyed a lot of the resources that come with being with the big company. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I was spending a bunch of time not serving customers and a mission that mattered to me. And mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. folks were never going to be the primary customer mm-hmm. of many mm-hmm. of these tech companies. We were always going to be 
tier three, right. tier mm-hmm. four, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was young. I'm like, why not? Why not start then? You know, when you're, you've got no, I had no responsibilities. And um, so I just started Blavity with my friends from college and we just did it. Yeah. So how did that come about? Like, how how did, tell us how that birthed. What were y'all sitting around drinking MD 2020? Like, what was it? How it happened? <laughs> Man, so my, so my co-founder, um, Jeff, who was, was at Palantir at the time, he was an engineer. He is an mm-hmm. engineer. Um, he's now our COO. Um, but he was at a company down the street and they had free liquor and they had free food after work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would Community. go over there. Community. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. You know, <laughs> I'm cheap. <laughs> and so, um, so we would definitely be like thinking about different things we could do. We built like random products before together. Um, and then my other co-founders were all in other different places. Like Aaron, who's super smart on my on my team um, was a management consultant. So he was hanging out with like really big companies and working on like really big uh, management consulting, like helping big corporations do big things that are very expensive. Mm-hmm. And then my other co-founder, Jonathan was um, really much an extrovert and he worked with LinkedIn right when LinkedIn was making that transition from being a website with profiles to being a community. Yeah. So he was like the, right. one of the first people on the editorial team for that. So we were just talking and um, ultimately, I decided to quit my job and kind of bootstrap and finance it myself. And then mm-hmm. they all slowly, you know, depending on what was going on in their lives, came on full time. And at the end of the day, like Blavity, it was always designed to be what how you described it in the intro. Something, a company that creates products and services and experiences for Black people with Black people as a primary customer. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what that looked like yeah. was pretty like, I don't know, because we're, we're going to just see yeah. what works, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but I, but I believed that we as a community had enough power in this world and also enough influence that if I could get something to be big enough, that right. it would mm-hmm. all work out. Right. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the hallmarks of folks in our generation is that we understand that you know, that there's a connection between content and community mm-hmm. uh, and that like, everyone wants to be a part of the conversation. And I think Blavity uh, throughout uh, its history and all of the iterations, you know, we've watched it evolve through all of these uh, phases and stage, uh, stages. And I'm curious to know, this is something I like to ask a lot of creators that come on, is Blavity uh, what you anticipated it would be? Does it look like what you envisioned? Was there a vision? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it looks like I have a slide from my first slide deck, like presentation for investors, and it looks very much like it. It was mm-hmm. a black girl with an Afro puff in the middle, and mm-hmm. surrounding her were like events, information, news, yeah, uh, getting a job, like podcast, mm-hmm. TV. I mean, it was an entire thing that was, she was just sitting in the middle, middle of the epicenter and Blavity was around her. And so I do think we're getting closer to that. You know, there's definitely things that I'm like, we're definitely not going to do TV. <laughs> like <laughs> there's certain things I'm like, we missed that boat. Not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But we might still do podcasts. You know, I started my podcast. We have some podcasts with iHeartMedia. We've got, you know, different things that we do. Um, but yeah, I think that it's the feeling of Blavity exists and that hasn't changed. And that's ultimately what we're so- like solving for. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that. you just talked about your podcast. You have a new podcast coming out. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit. What What is it called? What is it about? Tell the people what they can expect. Yeah. So I started a podcast called The, the Journey Podcast. You can get it everywhere on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. And I started it because I felt like I spent the first eight, nine years of business really focused on being an entrepreneur, being a founder, you know, you raise money, you get the articles in Forbes and TechCrunch and you like, I'm a CEO, you know, mm-hmm. because you have to, you have to have that identity to like make it through mm-hmm. the financial system that we live in. Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm like, kind of sort of made it. Here's now actually what's going yeah. on, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, and also like, I'm not, I'm not just my work. I used to be absolutely a hundred percent, 110% blavity all the time. And mm-hmm. now I'm going through different things. You know, I'm writing a book. I'm going to be a mom, you know, I paint and do all types of stuff. Mm. And I still work 10 hours a day and I love my life. I'm so grateful for the work that I do, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was important to me that I was sharing some of the conversations that I was having with myself and with interesting people in my life um, along the way. Totally. I love that. We talk a lot here on getting grown about process, right? Mm. And I feel like growing up, we saw sort of static moments in the people Mm -hmm. that we were, you know, motivated by, but we, we don't really know what connected, uh, you know, like this, the where the, what connected the dots between those static moments, and I yes. also love that you talk about. Uh, I think a lot of Black women our age are coming into this space where we recognize that it is okay for our humanity to be more than what we do. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think for somebody yes. who has had the success that you have had in your in your throughout your career to sort of own it and open up to that kind of vulnerability is. Super powerful. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about sort of why the journey is the angle here, right? In yeah. in, a, in a culture that sort of fosters this product, right? What, yeah, the output. Let's, let's talk about the, yes. the why the journey and why why you want to talk about that. Yeah, I think the the reason it's to your point, it's actually actually it's like a, a rebellion against this idea mm-hmm. that it's all figured out. Yeah, and. Um, I think that that's the easy answer for people when they're looking at each other online. I mean, we all do it with whoever we view as the next level up, right? Mm -hmm. Like I might look at like Sheryl Sandberg and be like, okay, so she did this and then she did this and then she did this and then she became the COO of this. And then like now she's this, but that's Mm -hmm. not probably what actually what happened, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's people who look at me and they're like, I want to be the Blavity for Latinx, or I yeah, want to be the mm-hmm. da, 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 for like, Morgan of this, and I'm like, mm-hmm. don't, don't try to do what I did because <laughs> we're never gonna have the same path. We're never gonna have the same path. I mean, everything from my wealth journey. You know, I've shared conversation about how I bought this house and had to struggle through getting a mortgage as a single black woman. <laughs> you know, who has finances that don't look like everybody else's finances. Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. Talked about my what brought my wealth manager on talking about setting up a trust. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't even, you know, I got like a trust fund baby in my belly. Like, what? Ooh, like, that's crazy. We love that. <laughs> you know? We love that. And but that's like, not something that we usually can say as black people. Right. And that's not something mm-hmm. that I knew, like, who am I going to call? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Who am I going to call? So that's a, that's a perfect, how are you preparing for motherhood? 
Oh man, I got all the things. <laughs> um, Are you a book person? Do you have like your shelf of books? <laughs> not for not for maternity. I had a shelf of books for fertility. Okay, I was okay. like really not like concerned, but I feel like I've been I've had a lived a stressful life, so I was concerned mm-hmm. maybe a little about. Mm-hmm. Am what I going to be good? Yeah. Is this going to be a process <laughs> yeah. or are we good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of people might assume that I just got pregnant by accident, but it was actually planned, you know, mm-hmm. very much so. And mm-hmm. um, which really shouldn't be a surprise if you know me. But <laughs> <laughs> Are you a planner? I'm a planner, but I'm an unwed mother. So, okay. like, Go- okay. people can't deal. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm sure in Nashville, I'm sure that's taken to another level. I can Listen. already imagine. I know how black people are. I already know. I know how we are. She done slipped up and now she done some niggas about to take all her money. <laughs> What's on the birth certificate? Child. I'm like, damn, y'all are mad nosy. Anyway, <laughs> but so I plan more for fertility. So I read a bunch of books about like hormones and, you know, mm-hmm. foods that you eat and the oils that you eat and like getting your sleep on schedule, just a bunch of stuff about just being your best, fullest self. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I had a therapist for a while just to make sure my mental was good, that like I was just thinking through everything. Um, and then when I got pregnant, I was kind of was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, all the books. And I, you know, yeah. they still didn't fully. <laughs> so I'm actually not the best pregnant person. Like I had a sandwich like within the first few weeks and I was like freaked out. I was like, oh, no. I <laughs> like, yeah, I went to France and did a bunch of stuff in Europe. You probably shouldn't do like, I just, the baby's fine. Don't, He's kicking right now. The baby's fine. The baby is fine. I the baby's this. going to be fine. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When I suspected I was pregnant, had never been pregnant before, but I was, I just knew, like, I was like, all right, something is hitting different. I told my partner we were going to wait several days before Mm. we took a test. I was like, all right, let's, let's just, let's just hold on for a little while here. And I'm going to smoke as many blunts as I can in this period of time. (laughs) It's a long time. It's like a great period. I'm just going to give myself a little grace to ease into this. I I am. I was like, I'm going to take some willful ignorance, you know, in my own. (laughs) Yeah. And I found out pretty early too. So I was like, damn. Same. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> I think like now I'm you know I'm a couple months out, so mm-hmm. I just went shopping for baby clothes this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I just went to Costco and got just one set of diapers, just because mm-hmm. I'm like, if he comes early, I don't want to be anyone to be. Oh, does she have this? Does she have that? Um, I decided not to do a baby shower. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt mm-hmm. like I'm privileged and blessed enough to be able to afford the big items and baby showers mm-hmm. were kind of designed mm-hmm. to like help younger parents get up on their That's feet. That's what they were supposed to be for. But we're yeah. not like young parents. <laughs> Which is why I have an issue with gender reveals as well as baby showers. And then we've got a third baby shower over here and somebody wants to plan one on this side. That's just greedy at a certain point. Yeah, it's, it's just the greedy. Gifts. People want the gifts, but I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm good. So I'm doing a nesting party. Fair. Oh, nice. Okay. Tell us about that. What's a nesting party? Okay. So nesting party. I actually am doing a nesting week. So I just got uh, like 10 of my closest girlfriends from all over the country and said, this is a week that you can come visit me. I would love for you to come visit me and spend time with me. And also, please help. Because Mm -hmm. like 
you got to wash all the clothes. You got to sterilize mm-hmm. all the things. I don't mm-hmm. have blackout curtains. Like I'm not prepared, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. the car seat's not in the car. Mm-hmm. All the stuff, mm-hmm. postpartum spritzers for your coochie, like whatever. You know, oh. I don't have any of that. <laughs> so they're going to have a giant white, I have a giant whiteboard and I'm mm-hmm. going to say like, okay, Victoria, you're on postpartum cart duty. What outfit mm-hmm. is he going to come home in? What outfit am I going to wear? Yeah. Like, I, some yeah. people enjoy that stuff. Like, I know there's women who love Mm-mm. that stuff. I'm not her. Mm-mm. 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 So my girls Mm-mm. are going to, it's like acts of service, really. It's quality time and acts of service. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really excited about it. And I think it's going to be really memorable. And I'll remember being like, you know, your auntie came and helped me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, meal prep yes. for me. Or like your auntie yes. put your crib together, you know, and like mm-hmm. just a week of sisterhood. I love that. I love that. And that's how you really feed and nourish yourself during this time because all of these traditions that have been placed in front of us with so many things, not even just with baby showers, are we not now not realizing that some of them may not be serving us in the way that they have in past generations mm-hmm. and it's okay for us to shift and change that and I love I love what you're doing. We were just talking in our pre-show about the community that we built around Jade and her daughter Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how this sort of, um, I don't know how to describe us, but we are that sort of insular community that surrounds. It's a village. And, and it is more than just, you know, I think tradition, right? One of the things that I think is so powerful about what our generation is doing is that we are troubling tradition and sort of mm. reframing it, mm-hmm. representing it in ways that really serve us and what we want as opposed to just doing things because, well, mm-hmm. you know, you have a baby shower because your mama said you're way. supposed to have That's a baby shower. That's what we're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. So. I do feel a little bad for my mom. Just a little. <laughs> and That's fair. That's, va- that's, that's valid. And that's his fair. mom. Yeah. You know, but at the but end of the they, day, do they just want? Do they want to be a part of the planning, or do they just want to observe as the proud parents in the back? I think mm, no. <laughs> Are they <laughs> talking about black moms here? Yeah, they're very hands in. Yeah, very I mean, much. I feel like I feel like I could imagine as a mom that I am mm-hmm. going to want to be there when my son gets married or gets or graduates Mm -hmm. from high school. I mean, you fantasize about these milestones in -hmm. your child's life. And I think as a daughter, I can imagine that my mother has fantasized and Mm -hmm. had a vision in her life, her mind of Morgan's wedding, Mm -hmm. not married, Morgan's, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, like the baby shower, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I grieve that for her, but Mm -hmm. I also, to the point of the journey, you know, decided that it was the best thing for me because I didn't want, I would wind up with a 300 person baby shower and it, to be sponsored by her, you know, Breakle baby. Like, yeah, it, I can't do anything small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And you have to honor where you're at. And that's actually yeah. a, it's a beautiful time to start doing that. Right. Because as we become mothers or parents, right? Mm-hmm. Because any there's many parents out there. So as we become parents, um, there's a lot of things that our parents and our elders want mm-hmm. and that they envisioned. And I think it's beautiful when we are able to honor what we really need yeah. and tell them like, hey, because even as you're raising those children, you're not necessary. Me and my, me and my mother have constant conversations about whooping. 
Mm. and wow. have different views on that because of how I was raised mm-hmm. and how I'm raising my daughter. And so, and it's one of those things where it's like, this is not an option for me. These are the reasons why. And honestly, your opinion on it is not welcome. I appreciate the input <laughs> and I will make my own decision, you know? Yeah. I think those boundaries are important. Jane, let mm-hmm. me ask you, what's some advice you have for me for postpartum? Oh, postpartum. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, first of all, I think you're setting yourself up lovely now with because I, I have to say my mom coming um, when I was in labor mm-hmm. and preparing me and my husband with things like she went to Costco. Like you said, she made food and froze it and labeled it. Mm. She got me bleach and just like things that she knows you're not going to have time to go get toilet paper or this mm. or that. You're going to be hungry here. Here's some tuna. Here's things to throw this together when you get hungry here. And I think that would be that would probably be the most. And also don't try to over prepare. I'm a Virgo. I over prepare a lot of things, mm. but there's nothing that's going to prepare you for when that little person comes because they're going to have their own personality from the gate mm. and they're going to tell you what they need. And that's something that you're going to have to listen to. And you're going to tell yourself what you need. Your spirit is going to tell you what you need. Mm-hmm. So your work may shift. Your views on your work may shift. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, And you don't know how that stuff is going to hit you until it comes. And I think that I said I was going to write a pregnancy book called Fuck the Glow because everything that everybody has <laughs> told it. us, I'm like, I should. And if you all There's steal it, I know you black fucking girl. stole it from There's me. There's only one black girl pregnancy book, which is Sis, You're Pregnant. And I'm like, yeah. if somebody gives me another one of this book, like, I love it, but I have five. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we need another okay, option. Okay, let me write it. Fuck the Glow. It's coming soon. No, <laughs> by, by Penguin Books. Uh, but that's that's (laughs) i think that's what i would i would tell you the most is you can prepare yourself as much as you can to try to make your life as easy and in preventative ways but when it really comes down to it be as present as you possibly can Mm. i had to go back to work at six weeks Mm. my daughter was six weeks old and it was not it was because i did not have privileges Mm -hmm. and i was a bartender at the time Mm. so it was like okay i have to do this thing and i felt like a lot of guilt i would be riddled with a lot of guilt Mm -hmm. um afterwards is this affecting our relationship is Mm. she closer to her father Mm. because i was at work when she was six weeks old and so forth it was so many things and i think if i could go back and change anything it would just be to be a little bit more present Mm -hmm. and to give myself a little bit more grace Mm -hmm. and that's the most that's the most you can do for yourself I appreciate you sharing that with me. I'm collecting all the goodness. <laughs> We're sending it. We're sending yes, it your absolutely. way, Morgan. I love, I want to sort of circle us back to the journey because I feel like uh, I love that you are uh, sort of demonstrating this transparency and vulnerability, even in this conversation yes. about what you don't know or what you're thinking about or ruminating on. And, you know, you've, you're a person who's had a lot of success in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been very driven and and you have, you know, articulated the goals that you've had and people can literally see how you've made things happen for you. How much of yes. the journey is about sort of the highs uh, and how much of the journey is, is, is about, is about the lows. Um, mm. The journey we've, we've seen sort of language around 
you know, you'll be talking to people about their own personal journey to fulfillment. Is it mm-hmm. only is fulfillment only that professional space or how much digging into sort of personal matters uh, can we expect on your show? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would say it's majority personal and um not so much professional, only mm. only professional to the extent that it's getting you to where you want to go. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. or like to your, your, whatever your version of your own utopia is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've tried to live out loud. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel grateful to have generally thick skin in the, today's internet. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no um, okay. Man, they get me sometimes, but I, I could, you're but, a human being as well, but yeah, I can sometimes imagine. They get thank me, God but for the, the thick most skin. Part, I'm like, nah, I feel good about these decisions. Like someone could be like, oh, she ain't having a baby shower. I'm like, oh man, like really? Um, so I do feel, I feel, I recognize that I have this skill set to be able to be honest and be vulnerable. And that a lot of times you don't meet people who are successful in the business space. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of celebrities, actresses that are generally available. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are musicians that pour their heart and soul publicly. Their relationships are public. Everything is public, but you don't get a lot of like business executives. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would have benefited from having more examples Mm. and I would have been less hard on myself. Mm. I would have probably made some smarter choices, maybe the Mm -hmm. same choices, but executed them differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely about the lows. I don't talk about the highs actually like Mm. why at all. (laughs) Why not? Um, Why don't I talk about the highs? I don't know. It's like maybe a bit of survivor guilt, like a bit mm-hmm. of like my highs are not highs because I want to try to show other people that I'm better than or that Blavity made mm-hmm. it. You know, it's mm-hmm. more of I when I share our highs, it's usually because I want to show what the group did together. You know, mm-hmm. so like we just had our ninth birthday. We got a billboard in Times Square, nice. you know, and I shared nice. that, but it was the team. I was like, yo, like yeah. we did this, like yeah. we made mm-hmm. this, like this, look how great it is. This is 200 black people, people of color, women, smart people who care came together and said, mm-hmm. we're going to do a thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I, mm-hmm. that deserves to be celebrated. But Absolutely. when I win a Morgan DeBond award, I'm like, oh, yeah, like LinkedIn post, but like, <laughs> We're not going to blow this up. (laughs) Okay. All right. No, that's fair. But you're proud of yourself, though. I'm so proud of myself, but I don't view I don't view like awards and lists as that like affirmation Mm -hmm. of of being proud. I'm proud of when I get a text from somebody saying, yo, you gave me a ticket to Afrotech two, three years ago. And like Mm -hmm. now I can pay it forward and bought somebody else their ticket this year and sponsored them. Like that's the best. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I love that. that's amazing. A lot of times people feel like uh, that, um, you know, people have their own access issues to certain content or they mm. feel like, um, and I get this a lot just in my work, because um, I think people feel like because, you know, I went to grad school, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was like, oh, is this space for me? Cause I'm not an mm. academic. Um, mm-hmm. But I love what you're saying around like, you know, yes, this is about me and who I am and what I do. Uh, but 
you know, this was success for me. Success for you can look entirely different and yeah. still be as fulfilling and meaningful as success for me. So like it to me, it sort of debunks this hierarchy that we place. That's right. There's no difference between me and somebody else. There's Mm -hmm. nothing. Yes, people will try to figure it out in 10 years. Someone will be like, well, she was successful because Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you can make shit up in hindsight. But like Mm -hmm. there's statistically no reason, no reason I should be here. Mm-hmm. As you were talking about the internet space, I'm sorry, Brooklyn was Brooklyning, yeah. and I had to mute myself real quick. <laughs> it was it was getting real fetish over here. Um, as in being in this very public sp- space, I can imagine with with us not being uh, a monolith and such a wide range of people that you get all kinds of feedback. And you've mentioned having a thick skin, but how is, has that made an impact on how you operate Blavity and mm. or Afrotech <laughs> with all of these different types of viewpoints out there from the Absolutely. anti-capitalist to the so forth and so I'll on? Tell, tell you us a, funny a little story. bit about that. Please. Absolutely, Jade. Like, so Spill came out. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw yes. you guys did an episode on that. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. um, I have the safest possible version of Spill. My board okay. member is on their board. Like, mm-hmm. I know these okay. human beings who created it. But I mm-hmm. had so much anxiety the first day I went on there. I was like, are they going to be on there talking shit about Blavity <laughs> in this little <laughs> app where it's supposed to be about tea? And I'm just like, oh, my God, please just be nice. <laughs> Black people. <laughs> Nobody can. Like, I went on there. They're not talking about anything. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Actually. You know, but like, yes, I have anxiety sometimes about like, it's not personal. It's usually, is everybody okay? Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Like our editors make mistakes. Our writers make mistakes. Like we made a mistake the other day. We had an image of somebody on an ad and we hadn't cleared that image. You know, luckily I knew the guy and could just be like, mm-hmm. yo, Mm-hmm. Our bad. Can we pay yeah. you? You know, but right. like we make mistakes and in our community, mm-hmm. sometimes when you make mistakes, it can be exacerbated because it's yeah. entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah. The and the grace is not always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yes, I do think about it. And then I also try to just do I try to just fight the fear with like, well, what's in my control? And then also I try to make sure that Blavity does more good than even bad and neutral. So like we have mm-hmm. a rule where I where I say, well, does this do something good or is this going to be neutral? And if it's mm-hmm. going to be neutral, I'm cool with it. If it's going to be good, great. If it's going to mm-hmm. be negative, if there's a negative impact on the black community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then let's just mm-hmm. not do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if you operate in neutral or good, then, you know, you're pretty good. You, you wind up in a, in a pretty solid, safe space place with values Mm -hmm. so we try to operate Mm -hmm. within our values as much as possible and when people don't operate in the values and they make decisions that are short-term like clickbaity type stuff or like you know writing about people's breakups or just like stuff that's like i mean i know we got the everybody's writing about it but like does this really help yeah right you know and this Um, what is this really doing And how does this move the conversation forward because i feel like that's the space where we're in now where we're like we have these conversations and I'm always thinking like, to what end? What, what is the point? Yeah. To you know, what end? It's, yeah. some stuff you have to cover, like through Greenwood, you know, the gathering spot stuff. Like, you, like it's our responsibility to cover that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't write 10 articles about it. Right. You don't post about it every day. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when it's resolved, you make sure that you also post that it was resolved. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Absolutely. The follow so, through. 
it it is a lot more effort <laughs> to care. Hmm. Yes, I can imagine. I huh. can imagine, and I'm, that's a word. For I'm somebody. sure it's a lot of effort to not care as well. <laughs> no, with because that's having real. to block out some of those opinions, to you can't me, you can't take everything. Yeah, sorry, Jade. To, I'm just thinking when you Mm-mm. said that, it's just like to me, people. A lot of people care in theory, but not in practice. Or we care, or mm-hmm. we say that we care, but what does that look like? How does that show up in actually how we operate in these spaces? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't often think about, like, oh, do I care about? Because I work, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. I, I work with institutional leaders who, mm-hmm. you know, are trying to transform their institutions to think about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And everyone mm-hmm. was like, sure, we have, sure, we have strong values about diversity. But I'm like, but what does that look like on paper? Lived. What does that look yes. like in policy? How, like, mm-hmm. have you actually defined that? Are there sort of metrics and practices that we can actually look at to see if you are doing what you say you value? Yeah. But, you know, yep. you saying like, you know, we, it takes a lot of time and energy and effort and learning lessons to care, right? Because yeah, you know, sometimes absolutely. you don't know what you care about until you get in some until shit. Until something happens and you're <laughs> yeah. like, what, what do we care about? Exactly. And we have those conversations at work. Like I've had employees write me emails and be like, why did we sign this client? Yeah. And I have to be like, mm. Mm. besides the money let me think about it (laughs) like you know where I'm like oh I didn't really think about it that way you know Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I think that's the also like something that I have the privilege of is having really cool people and really smart people who are like way more interesting than me (laughs) did not grow up in Missouri like me you know and uh, I've learned a lot along the way but like that Mm -hmm. goes back to the journey right like you can't say that you're a stagnant Mm -hmm. person if you want to push culture forward because culture is always evolving always moving always moving like we're thinking about sustainability i'm like bro like global warming like Mm -hmm. okay like black people what do we need to know but i have to learn it yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely because you can't put because you have to know what you're putting out there it's your platform Mm -hmm. so i yeah you have to learn yourself some things honor the fact that you're in it too Right. So like the way you thinking about how to prepare us, but I'm sure Mm -hmm. that all the things that are going on in the world impact you directly as a person, as a human, as a woman. Yeah. Uh, So so. I'm like, do we have tornadoes in Tennessee? Do we need like a a tornado thing? Like, Uh, you know, the flights, like I've been on so many flights that have been so shaky and so turbulent. But then I'm also mad when they cancel the flights. Listen. So I'm like, what are we yep. going to do? Are we just going to stop flying? Singing like, my going life. On? Singing my life with these words. We're going to get I on have, boats. I'm on the plane just about every week. And it's like, girl. <laughs> please land the plane. Please land the plane. Global warming. And I and it's amazing that people don't think that it's actually a thing. Why is it 107 degrees, you know, at 8 p.m. in at Texas right now? I don't know. <laughs> and you heard about the flight in Vegas, how they literally were on the tarmac to the point where people were throwing up from heat exhaustion because it was so hot in Vegas, like over 110 degrees. Oh, Lord. And they're we're on the plane. There, I did months. see an article oh. that the, cac- the cacti in Las Vegas are falling out. I said, Lord, if the cactus aren't going to make it. If the cactus are not going to make it. Then we are not going to. We are not the iguanas in Miami. Weren't there iguanas that got frozen and fell off the trees in Miami? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, that was like, that was in the winter. It's terrible. We're laughing because this is all outrageous. That's all because it's crazy. Yes. 
I think that this is going to be the biggest thing in the next 10 years that our lifestyles are going to get so disrupted. For sure. I mean, even having floods in New York, like there's going to be like major floods like all the time. Floods, fires. Manhattan is sinking. That's it crazy. Is sinking. And they're still building new skyscrapers as they are telling us that it's sinking. They're like, but this new building is going Don't up. And tall. I'm like, oh, can't fucking wait. And heavy. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> No. But I think it's awesome that your employees are able to even come to you when you were mentioning that they're able to come to you and question certain things. Mm-hmm. Why do we have this person here? Why is this person apart? I think that that is indicative of a wonderful leader, right? Because yeah. they feel comfortable enough to be able to challenge you mm. about certain things. And that shows that you want the best for your platform as and well. They love so a I- challenge of, of Morgan Divine. <laughs> <laughs> I love She's anyone like, who's listening to this. this I love you all. Thank you for your feedback. <laughs> but Thank you, but so much. you know, you, you heard the undertones because I be having them too. If they listen to this, then they already know. They're like, Jade's a bitch, but I listen to her every week. <laughs> right. That's definitely true. They love listening to my podcast. <laughs> so there so we real. go. We're doing something right. Morgan, can you tell us what's next? Yeah. For uh for for you down down the line? Yeah, um, I'm working on my first book, so hopefully that comes out next year. I'm excited about that. It's just my philosophy on how to be on your own journey, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and also just kind of really step into, like, why not be the person who makes a change? You know, if you're frustrated with something, if you want to see something done, if you want to live life a certain way, if you want to stay at home with your kids and not lift a finger, whatever the it is, Mm -hmm. you know, let's go. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do, do it. it. Yeah, let's, let's not talk about it. it two years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about that. I just turned in the manuscript, so I'm waiting on feedback from my editor. Wonderful. Um, what else is going on? I mean, we have a lot of stuff going on at Blavity that I'm super pumped about. So <laughs> there's a but lot can't of good share stuff. yet. I can't share that one yet, but it's coming. Okay, I will okay. definitely send it to you guys when it's out. It'll be obvious. It'll oh, be okay. one of the things where it's like, hey. okay, you know, yes. like, right. so, so excited. Tuned. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Tap um, in. Afrotech is right around the corner. <laughs> I won't be there because I'll be pushing up this baby, mm-hmm. but I'm pumped about that. We're getting into music. You know, we have a lot more music artists and really trying to bring music into the Afrotech experience and, you know, the intersection of tech and creators mm-hmm. and us being able to push our own ideas and own voices out there is so huge. Um, yes. And that's it. You know, I'm growing my tomatoes in my backyard. I love that. More painting. Oh, and- now, you know, that's my type of time. I'm <laughs> yeah, a chef. So that's my above. type of time. Yeah, that's my that's my shit right there. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about these tomatoes in this book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, this has been awesome to just get to know you. I've been following yes. you and your work and Blavity. And, you know, shout out to Blavity for all the times that they have, you know, uh, celebrated getting grown and all the things that we are trying to do. I think that just speaks to the alignment between our platforms here at getting grown. We talk about Mm -hmm. all of the ghettos of adulting and negotiating the transitions Mm -hmm. of the worsthood adulthood. And I love that what you're doing with journey is also uh, so it's similar in yes. that vein, sort of talking about those highs and lows and mm-hmm. lessons along the way. So it's been dope to mm-hmm. to uh, connect with you. And we're excited uh, about what the future holds uh, for for little baby boy, for you, your family yeah. and for <laughs> all that is to come with yes. with Blavity and, you know, just sort of the next era. We love this. We love to see it. Thank you. We do. And this is also going to speak to some people out there who want to have children Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, they feel a lot of those societal pressures or familial pressures as well. So you're inspiring in so many different ways. And I think it's beautiful. So thank you for sharing your authentic self. And before we go, can you tell the people where to find you? On all platforms. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok if you want to see the weird side of me. (laughs) And then um, my podcast is The Journey by Morgan DeBon. You know, listen to it. Let me know what you think. Mm -hmm. Do all the things. Of course. Of course. And all of that will be in the description box. So make sure that you all check that out because I know y'all don't like to read all the time. Thank you so much. We will see you for the next segment. Audible proudly celebrates 50 years of hip-hop, 50 years of culture that birthed the most prolific storytellers of our time. Respect the moment, respect the movement, celebrate storytellers. Hear brand new hip-hop memoirs, podcasts, and exclusive musical performances on Audible free all summer long. Like new volumes from Audible's groundbreaking words and music series, including Snoop Dogg's From the Streets to the Suites, Yasin Bey's A Dynamic Career in Communications, DJ Drama's Gangsta Grills featuring the mixtape legend in conversation with hip-hop greats like 2 Chains, Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, Jeezy T.I., and Pharrell. Binge-worthy Audible original series like The Greatest Day that takes listeners inside the making of hip-hop's greatest photograph. Double XL Magazine's iconic 1998 cover that saw over 100 of the day's greatest hip-hop artists assemble for one legendary image. Chuck D's Can You Dig It? about how a gang peace treaty in the Bronx set the stage for the rise of hip-hop culture, or The Mother Load, featuring hip-hop heavies like MC Light and Angie Martinez, retracing the history and future of hip-hop through the lens of its most influential female contributors. Hear unforgettable hip-hop originals like these and more essential stories only on Audible. Listen free. Go to audible.com slash forever. That's audible.com slash forever. I deserve all right, back to talk self-care and all of the ways that I am being intentional about caring for myself. Yes. Um, I have a twofold one, uh, if okay. I may. Uh, the I had a, a really good... I'm doing... I've told you I'm in this space where... I get lots of new revelation and insight and perspective during my workouts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We have the a part of our program is like, you know, every month we get a new program of workouts that we're going to be focusing on throughout the month. And so it's the start of a new month. We got a new program and I went into class today and, uh, you know, a lot of times when I record myself, it's not just to post on the gram. It's mostly it's of actually course. not to post on the gram at all. It is so mm-hmm. that when I am traveling for work, I can go back. And when I read in my notes that we have to do uh, a walking RDL, uh, mm-hmm. I can sort of say, well, what the hell is that? I can <laughs> I can mm-hmm. look in my phone and I have this little library of me actually yes. doing these exercises in real life. And if I usually record, because a lot of times the coaches will come over and correct us if our form is mm-hmm. bad. So I try, mm-hmm. I like to keep my phone and I record the workout so that I can mm-hmm. have a reference for when I'm away mm-hmm. for the gym, but still trying to mm-hmm. get my workout in. So I was recording myself doing these leverage squats. There's a new machine in the gym that allows us to do this thing called leverage squat. You sort of stand on the platform and you squat. And the key to doing the leverage squat is like you're going for depth. 
your mm-hmm. your squats need to be you need to be really squatting through your uh building your quads muscles i'm learning all of this stuff in real time and so yes. um i've done leverage squats before and when i noticed that the last time they were in the program I was saying that I could get deeper. Like when I look at the at mm-hmm. the video footage, I'm like, mm-hmm. I know that I can squat deeper than that. So today okay, when I was on. on on the machine, I'm like, you know, I'm going to squat. I'm going to really try to focus on depth and like really getting my form good so that I can go deeper and really push through my sets. So I record myself doing the leverage squats and after class, I'm looking at the footage and of course I'm watching the footage from the lever squats and uh, my mind immediately started to go straight. My eyes went straight to what was wrong mm-hmm, versus mm-hmm. what was right. And so mm-hmm. I'm working out in my little workout set and I'm doing squats and what I saw first was like back rolls like you know how you put the sports mm-hmm. bra on and you got a mm-hmm. little meat hanging in the back yes. so just a you, little bit yeah just a mm-hmm. little bit because you know so i immediately was like ah can't post that because these back rolls is late and i literally put the phone down and just you know i'm not gonna post that because these back rolls mm-hmm. is, and i was thinking about a conversation that i had with toya Earlier today, yes. And I was uh, talking about the way that I see myself, the way that I've sort of been conditioned to think about my body throughout my childhood and my work to sort of reframe that. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, a lot of times I know the source or through therapy, I've identified the source of Mm -hmm. why I, uh, you know, whatever negative habit, thought habit or thought pattern, I know Mm -hmm. the source of it. And I'm working mm-hmm. to try to break that habit. And Toya was saying, it's literally you make a choice to do different. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that. And I was like, I'm going to make a different choice. I, instead of me not posting this video because I feel like my back doesn't look like the way that I want to look. I'm going to mm-hmm. watch the video again and try to find something that is that I'm doing right Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. really look at this and and try to see uh, where I'm making progress and not mm-hmm. immediately dismiss the video because I got a little meat hanging out the bottom of my sports bra. Yes. And when yes. I did that, when I went and looked back, I literally took a leverage squat video from a couple of weeks ago and a leverage mm-hmm. squat video from today. And I was like, I'm actually squatting much deeper than I was mm-hmm. three weeks ago. And so mm-hmm. I'm actually lifting at least 20 pounds heavier than I was lifting two weeks ago. And so instead of me not celebrating, instead of, instead of me focusing on my back rolls or what I think mm-hmm. is wrong, I could honestly look and say, is it a back roll or is it the fact that I'm moving a particular way? Um, Mm -hmm. And whether it's a back roll or not, I am actually doing these squats. Like I'm actually very proud of the way that I am doing these squats. And I see a difference in the way that I used to do them versus the way that Mm -hmm. I do them now. And so I posted the video and was talking about how important it is to allow yourself to acknowledge, like we go through therapy, we work on what we work on. We get new mm-hmm. perspective into why we have these habits. And mm-hmm. 
uh, I can acknowledge that it's a lot of work to show up and push through a workout when your mind is telling you to focus on what's wrong. But you can choose, you can make a choice to celebrate progress. Like, sure, Mm -hmm. my back is not smooth and taut like I feel like it ought to be. But the fact that my ass is sweeping the floor and these squats is where that's where the magic is. And that's That's what I choose to celebrate in this moment. And so for those people who might be like me, who are much more inclined to be critical of ourselves before we look at ourselves through the lens of progress and growth and what we're learning and and doing better. We can, um, we don't have to let that first thought that comes to mind be the thought Mm -hmm. that rules the day. We can challenge uh, our mind sort of default setting with facts, with faith, with fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. And we can sort of reclaim that negative thought and turn it into something positive. And that was something that, you know, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time, but it is developing the practice of living it out every day. And Mm so while I could have, chosen not to post that video because uh, my back didn't look the way that I want to. The video Mm -hmm. was not about my back. The video was about the squat. And I'm actually squatting way better than I used to squat. So progress is progress. Come on. Yes. Shout out to you. Your deep squats. That could be my my deep squat. That could be my I know that's right for this week. Right. <laughs> yes, it's a combo because the perspective is the yes. self care and but, the practice is the yes. self care. But but I know that's right to you I, doing these deep yes. squats. And furthermore, to take it even a step further, um, I think I've said this before. Like, what for? I have thighs. Okay, All right. Well, thighs. Same. I mean, like thighs. Thighs. <laughs> and I don't go anywhere. Gym, I don't go to the gym, period. But I don't, gym, beach, pool, I don't go to any of those places and look at somebody who might have back rolls and be like, look at all those back rolls. Right. You know, I don't look at videos on the internet of people working out and be like, look at their back rolls, look at how their whatever's is. I'm not even viewing anyone in that way. And I I wouldn't view anybody else that way, but it was just, I know. Yeah. And I, but I think that's a perspective that we can, that helps us with ourselves in the sense where it's like, but honestly, I looked at your video and I was like, back rolls, you know, a la Alyssa (laughs) Edwards, but also it's like, okay. And if you do have back rolls, I, Mm. I'm the people who are looking at your video to look for back rolls are derelicts generally. True. They're generally people who go Absolutely. they don't wash on a daily basis. They don't brush the backs of their That's teeth. Right. Or their You know what I mean? Correct. They they don't brush, they definitely don't brush their tongue. Never no. heard of a tongue scraper. No. no, no, no. And you know, those are people that think hand sanitizer is a is a um supplement for mm-hmm. soap and water, like things like that. And that puts things into perspective in a yes. different way. Yes. But also like for, you know, the rest of us normal, healthy human beings, mm-hmm. we're not judging other people yeah. n- n- at all the way that we're judging ourselves. And I think that that is a, 
a great perspective to have when we are placing such harsh judgment. But I love what Toya said about you making a decision. Make a different choice. You know, you making a choice, making a decision. Yes. I literally said my mind just automatically goes (laughs) to the negative. And she was like, even if that's the case, do you just accept that? Or do you choose Mm. to sort of challenge what that automatic place is until you develop a new automatic? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what if you say, like, so what? Like, yes. Uh, when I look at a picture, it's easy because and why my me, my therapist was me and my therapist were talking one day, and she was talking about how, like, a lot of times, little girls who were often uh, when shame Great. was used mm-hmm. to get us to do what other people wanted us to do. When people shamed us into... When they put shame and criticism together. Yeah. Like, when we mm-hmm. were shamed or guilted, when it was... Instead of providing a a a practical, realistic rationale, like, I'm asking you to do this because... When we grew up, some of us who grew up in that I told you so generation, it was like, mm-hmm. you didn't do it because I told you... Like, you know, shame is often something that we reach for. Because we're conditioned mm-hmm. to do it as black people. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's another conversation. But the point right. that she was making, <laughs> the point that she was making was like, those of us who Ooh. have been shamed um, throughout our lives, like our behavior mm-hmm. has been driven by shame in many ways, are often mm-hmm. hypercritical of ourselves because we self-shame. Absolutely. We self-shame ourselves into change behavior. But change, so, so she was like, Given that, that can sort of speak to why you're so critical. But recognizing that, the work of recognizing that is one thing. We also can do the work of not accepting that that, that because that's the way that that impacted me, I can choose for it not to impact me in the same ways. Mm-hmm. So the work continues. Mm-hmm. And so you can, make a, you can make a different choice. So what? A lot of times, your mind, before you can stop it, will go to a negative place you then mm. have the power to bring it back. You don't have to stay yeah. where your consciousness will sometimes mm. lead you. Uh, and mm. so that was like super powerful to me. Um, so, cause I was just like, yeah, man, automatically when I see a picture and I'm, my body is bigger or it looks different. It's like, dang, automatically before I can check myself, my mind mm-hmm. will just be like, look at how big your thighs are or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. Sure. That's what I'm automatically programmed to do, but I can try to change mm-hmm. the program. Yes, because the program yeah. don't have to stay the same. No. And a lot of them are what? Defunct. So, Period. Go ahead, sis. Dated. Go ahead. Dated I'm software. proud of you. But yes, that's my self-care. I'm out here doing the work. So the work of transforming. And then another thing, uh, what's the young lady that was on our show? Danielle. Uh, the trainer that we had on our show. Yes. Mm-hmm. She said something on her social media the other day that really resonated with me. I can't seem to unthink it. Mm-hmm. She she was like, we cannot transform bodies that we constantly shame and pick apart. Mm-hmm. We cannot transform for the better. Even if you want to change your body, it's okay to want to change it, but it has mm-hmm. to be from a place of love. It cannot be from a place of dragging. And that resonated with me because I tend Baby, to drag that myself. mentality. Yes. We, sorry, not to cut you off, but when people no. go and lose a whole bunch of weight 
and there's a certain not every I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about a very specific type yes. of person who loses a bunch of weight and then they become an insufferable, highly critical person. Yes. That's where you nothing can tell is that good there was something. Yes, it no becomes work was insatiable. Done internally. Yes. Yep, exactly. So the, it becomes like this insatiable thing that you're just always hypercritical and mm-hmm. you have to start to view your relationship. I'm learning this in real time. I have to view my rela- I have to reframe. Working out is not just about being a particular size for me mm-hmm. because I feel like time has proven that I can work out every day and still you know, my, my body will do what it's going to do. So I have to come to exactly. a place of accepting my body for where it is right now, loving it in this place mm-hmm. and working out from a position of I love my body so much that I want it to be in its optimal condition. Yes. So thank you, body, work. for getting me through yes. these hard workouts and through these hard days. And, and I'm so grateful. And so I get in the car mm-hmm. and I say, thank you. Thank you that there were no injuries. Thank you yes. that that I, you know, sure. But whether the workout was a quote, good workout or not, I got through it. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, I'm grateful for that because there are lots of people who are within my age bracket who cannot do the things that I am attempting to do. And I'm That's not it. the best at it, but I'm here and I'm going to continue to show up. So. For those of Dear you who are God, out there, I'm here. Yes. It's internal. Your internal work has to complement your work that you're doing on your body. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is what is going to bring us to the place of healing and wholeness that we all seek. Bangri bang. I love that. I love that. Let me tell you something. You are in a glow era and God I am good. receiving all of it. I love it. I I'm love grateful. to see the that. The Lord is kind and I am grateful that we can see growth and progress in all areas. And I got a long way to go, but I'm out here on the road. Sister, we all do. But I love to see it and I see the progress. And I'm Likewise, not talking about from a sister. physical standpoint. Likewise. Because I don't give sister. a fuck what you look like. Unless you stink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the difference. Since. And that is um, the difference. My self-care this week we talked about it in the uh in the pre-show so y'all have to get hip to the patreon Heck but yeah. it we took noah uh, crystal and i took noah to the beyonce concert like we said we would as of you listening to this it would have been last week what a joy um and key and i really got into uh some of the things that came up just in that you know that visit in that trip in that outing um but it felt good to do that. It felt good to spend that time with her. It felt good to share that moment with her. Uh, and it felt soothing for me. Like it was something that I needed as much as I was there to ha- make her happy. It fed me as well. And yes. so that's my self-care this week. I Spending love time with that little person is like, you know, it is actually really soul healing. It is because you get a whole different perspective of life and, you know, just their joy and their innocence. And when you really take a minute to enjoy who they are as little people, you really can enjoy them the same way that you do with your homeboys or your homegirls or your home days. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I'm really getting a lot from hanging out with her and I'm enjoying my time with her. I love watching your relationship with Noah bloom. Because it doesn't oh. have to be bad. You know, I think there's no. lots of rhetoric out there around angst and issues and 
dis-ease that exists between mothers and daughters. And that's real for a lot of people, but Absolutely. it doesn't have to be that way. Doesn't it does not. Be. And to see you do the work to try to build a relationship with your daughter based on who she is, not necessarily what you think she should be, but who Thank she you, is, sister. is really dope. And I love to watch you parent. You inspire me and many other Thank people. You. I will take your extra prayers when I have to attend that K-pop concert that I told you about. Woo! And um, I will be praying. <laughs> that's going to be a test. That is the video we need to see. We need to see your Woo! reaction to the K-pop concert. <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking wait. This is going to be... Woo! I'm like, how long are you going to perform? How many songs do you have? <laughs> it's going to be so much. <laughs> I also have to say that I watched uh I, I watched uh uh Oprah posted about cause she was at the the same Renaissance show that you Crystal yeah. and Noah were at. And so mm-hmm. her and Miss Gail did their little review on Oprah Daily's <laughs> the Instagram page, but Oprah had posted on her Instagram talking about how transcendent and spiritual the Renaissance tour was. But to see her in the video with Miss Tina and Miss Gale talking about you won't break my I was like, that's how we gonna be in Vegas. A it bunch is. of aunties in the back, like a bunch of aunties at Beyonce. You won't break my son. <laughs> talking about I'm telling everybody. I'm gonna be in the corner. I'm gonna be in the corner doing fair work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't, can't wait to put I on my fanny wait. pack in my in my ergonomic flats, honey, and because be down you to the know stadium. I'm wearing a fanny pack <laughs> and comfortable shoes. <laughs> Please, first but of I all, saw the girls were out there, and let me tell you, this is not shame. No the girls shame. Were out there in their pumps, and coochie and boots. cutters, I can't and pumps. handle. I celebrate. Shout out to y'all's hot Shout ass feet because my feet could never. Shout out to 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 those heels because my feet could never. Shout out to y'all's thighs because it wasn't just the little girls. It was the big girls too. And I know y'all either had on some amazing bomb betwixt those thighs or I don't I don't know. You're just a soldier. A but rub. shout out to y'all's thighs. Shout out my to Lord. y'all's feet. My Lord. Shout out to everybody who had on foil and metal <laughs> and things that attract heat. Heat <laughs> and <laughs> conduct heat. So Nigga, cowboy hats. I was I like, will say this. on my head. Get the fuck. This is how old <laughs> I am. I saw that Tory Burch has released an ergonomic uh, a ergonomic version of her <laughs> iconic those Tory Burch slides yep. child it comes with arch support for those of us who have flat feet oh. bitch I bought me a silver pair talk about these are my renaissance sandals <laughs> you won't break my feet neither Beyonce because I don't you have won't. it you won't break I- my feet absolutely like and we will not. be dancing and we will be having a good time and i will be doing it in a comfortable there's so much attire. walking that's involved in attending a beyonce concert when i see the girls out here in knee boots and pumps and i'm just and like intergalactic space boots shout out and to things each that and every stick one close of you. to the skin i was shout like out. i applaud i will be having on breathable fabrics and comfortable shoes because i'm just in an era of comfort and ease in my life why have i literally been saying i bought a mesh caftan (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm gonna wear this at a sports bra because (laughs) 
<laughs> we will be at the Beyonce concert Ooh. in athleisure and comfortable Absolutely. shoes. And it's fucking Vegas. I'm not getting ready to pass out like the cacti. I, I can't, cannot. Please. The cactus are giving up in this heat. So what are y'all out here with these uh, fits? I'm Listen. telling you, the animals are jumping, they're passing, they're doing all kinds of, because it's hot in the water, it's hot on the land. Nigga, get a clue. Global Thanks. warming is here. The people Climate are, change uh, is real. The, the fish are taking the water back. They want us out. They yeah, want us and out. And you know, you know, we should respect that, actually. We should. Shout out to Brittany like, Pagnett. She said on her Instagram, she said the orcas are organizing in that case. <laughs> sent me down i said they are convening they are, they are actually uh what and and they're they're um they're, they're they're just they're just they're getting they're taking back the night they are happening. they are sick the of us are taking back you saw night. those sea lions attack those people to the beach like get out sister get came away. out of the water <laughs> they was like, like i want you gone they was like martin get on out. that episode of cd player <laughs> <laughs> you know how they be clapping them they're like, get your things and go, go, go. Get off the beach, girl. We're sick of it. And y'all was not moving fast enough because no. the sea lions came and got you. Did you see the lady who went swimming in a part of the ocean that she wasn't supposed to go swimming in? And the mother and the, the seal mother went attacking her ass multiple times because Listen. I, and they had signage that said you're there are to be uh, seals here that have just given birth. This is not where you're supposed, supposed to this be. This bitch not only went down there and swam, but had her husband filming it. So her husband got her what? Getting her ass beat by Period. the seal. <laughs> uh, did you see the lady who was on like a boogie board? She was surfing and she was in the water. I don't know if this water was like undesignated, but there was a dolphin swimming around and she was like, I don't know if she was antagonizing the dolphin or thought that she was playing with the dolphin. When I tell you that Bitch. dolphin jumped out of the water and knocked her right off that boogie board, like, boop, I done told you. <laughs> Get your tail away from me. And I said, you bite see, her? I don't think it bit her. It just literally oh. took his tail and like bumped, like bumped her right off the boogie board. I said, they are sick of us. They don't want us around. Sister, and I swam with the dolphins. And let me tell you, them niggas are strong. I I mean, just strong. casually knocked her right off that boogie board. Like I done told you, I'm not playing. And she ended up under that water with all those bubbles confused for a couple of seconds. <laughs> I guarantee like, she did. <laughs> I mean, get your things and go. You are not welcome. Bitch. Like, this is not your home. And y'all don't know how to, how to, you can't even do that with animals. So, you know what? As they take back the night, I applaud it all. I really do. I really I think you that. Know who else? <laughs> what? You know another animal that took what? back the night? Cardi B. Because <laughs> through that microphone. Cardi said that play shit. in somebody else's face not mine okay in big fucking mood don't and I understand that there was a time when Cardi Ooh, welcomed fans so doing doing things and throwing water or throwing water on her and she would say it but she said it she communicated it it was consensual in that moment bitch nobody told you to splash your nasty ass backwash on me what the fuck is wrong with you you deserve you if if the thing concussed you then you deserve it well what and people I just, are out here they're I like cardi needs to control herself no no don't you need fucking to throw yourself. shit on people and you don't have to face the consequences of because their wrath what do you think what i mean what in your mind would say i'm going to throw this drink this liquid whatever like 
someone said somebody threw their drink on Cardi B. Like, what kind of excitement would would warrant you throwing your drink at Cardi B? I girl, don't understand. And the girl apologized after she did it, but she did it bold as hell. And then was like, it was I one of those understand. like when you accidentally say something stupid to your mom, and then you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was very bad. What did you think was going to happen? She bit that fucking lip. I. The next mm. best thing, Cardi's better than me because I would have bit that lip and chunked that shit. And she's better than me because I would have hopped off that stage and held the microphone and beat her with it. So like you better my, be happy it was Cardi. Like Monica. Monica jumped off the stage. It was some young man hit a girl, hit a, punched a woman in the face oh, at her yeah. concert. And Monica hopped off that stage like she was getting ready to go. She was like, don't do that. And the next thing you knew, she was on the floor. I said, listen, the people are sick of it. Why would you do that? In my, don't do it in general. But why don't would you do, do that, that generally? And I'm just like, you what kind know. of what kind of, of alleged? Of, so what I heard allegedly with that particular story that the man was cheating um, on the on the, the 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 lady, and she caught him at the concert. But you know, the and internet he punched be internet, her. So I don't be knowing what's real. Yeah, which is not at, at all just what. And you're in the wrong. Absolutely not. But you don't that you don't put your hands on people. It's Stop all putting bad. your hands on people. Leave it alone. It's all bad. Like quit. So, but um, that went off the rails really sure fast. Did. So sorry. Let's, let's let's go on. Let's go let's on to the petty peeves. To the petty peeves. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we get derailed. You know it happens. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P e to the t t y, honey, honey, honey. Oh, it's time for the petty peeves. And um, mine is not so much a petty peeve this week as it is an update to a petty peeve from weeks back. Okay. So <clears throat> I just wanted to be a little messy. It's the best. Outside of the trash, this is the best segment to do so. So uh, remember I told you one of my petty peeves like a few episodes ago was about that black man who was trying to bark up for that white woman to me like when that white woman was all in my face. And yes. I was like, girl, go find some business about yourself. Well, hmm. so the area that I saw them last time is an area that I go to for a very specific reason after my nail appointments. Mm -hmm. So I went over today and I'm walking down the street and I'm like, oh, oh, it's them again. And they're in that corner. Now, this is the third time. Okay, because I saw them one more time since that other petty peeve. This is the third time I've seen them. They hang out in this little abandoned GNC doorway and they just be canoodling. So I passed today and I heard enough things that hit me. I think these niggas are cheating together. And this is their time. Like this little middle of the day venture is like at the GNC. Yes, in the uh, in the closed abandoned GNC doorway. And the man is a black man who wears this shirt because he had this on two times ago that says uh, old Harlem, new Harlem. And it has the new scratched out. So he's like, I'm old Harlem. And I mean, when you talk to him, he he is. But then the lady has an asymmetrical, not even a bob. Oh, like she got like one a, of them. Like uh, a sh the shortish kind of asymmetrical situation yeah. so it's not quite a bob but it's not quite like a pixie and it's like that weird blonde 
Yes. So she's out I there think. looking like one of the former Maury Povich contestants of old. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Noah plays. So do you know they have a Karen game on Roblox? The kids <laughs> love Roblox. They have a Karen game, and it's a white. And Roblox is the ugliest interface known to man. They look like Legos walking, but they have a Karen game, and it's a white woman with an asymmetrical bob, blonde bob, <laughs> and this lady looks like the Roblox Karen. <laughs> But I figured it out today. I was like, somebody is creeping. I don't know which one of them it is, but somebody is creeping. Mm. And that's where they hang out. They hang out in that fucking storefront. And I almost tweeted it. I was like, for two seconds, which, oh, you want to talk about a real petty peeve? What the fuck is that X? Oh, that was mine. (laughs) What is Which that? is a segue into my petty peeve <laughs> because please. I feel like take it away. <laughs> what is actually happening here? Okay, and at what point do we collectively decide as a family that we that take done? our business elsewhere? Yeah, because I, yeah. I feel like something about yeah. it is unsettling to me, and I'm questioning Same. what it represents because yeah. I feel like it was very abrupt. And there was yeah. no sort of warning that this would happen. No. I opened my no. phone and I'm like, what the hell is this app? Mm-hmm. I've never seen this before. I didn't download anything like this. And so I'm wondering if somewhere in the terms and conditions, this means something else. It makes me very hesitant of what and is was happening. was it you who told me that he put uh, that new X over the old Twitter sign? And that the people are complaining. I have not seen that. No, it wasn't me that said oh, that. Oh, somebody. But okay, I so did somebody see. told me. Oh, friend told me he put oh. the fucking. He put that new X. Like I guess it's a big flashy sign over the old Twitter sign, and all of the neighboring people are like complaining because the signage is so obnoxious. And it's. I mean, what to me it is so confusing that it is. Sister, it is. It is concerning. Cause it, I'm came like, out of, it came out of like you say it came out of nowhere there's no announcement about it i just i don't like the way that it feels and even when we had talks of twitter shutting down and like oh we don't know what's going to happen he's going to run it into the ground people are like well i'll just ride it until it runs into the ground and then whatever i'll be fine that this has been the first time where i'm like i might actively just go ahead and like deactivate this thing and completely discontinue because I don't like whatever this is and how it feels. I hope that we as a community of consumers uh, recognize how much power we have and Mm -hmm. so that I feel like this might be an opportunity for us to organize like the orcas and make a decision (laughs) about what we gonna do next because i'm like will i see lies lying whatever the fuck i'm like what what is happening here something about this is very concerning and we have to be really conscious of because people are sneaky right and so yeah I just Especially, would hate. You know. I would just hate for this to represent something in some other realm, and now people mm-hmm. think that I'm on board with whatever's going on over. It. I don't know. I, maybe I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but some some about this don't sit well with I my Shondo. I don't like. Listen, that. Listen, as long as it's conspiracy theories that make sense, you know what I mean. Like XD and I said with Carly Russell, if you see a baby running down a highway, it's probably not a baby. That's probably a demon. Mm. You know, there are Hello? conspiracies that <laughs> that make a lot of sense. 
And then some of them don't. I think if they have if they have a, a a a level to them that do, then it is what it is. And this don't feel right collectively. The yes. fact that you and I are both on the same page. I, like mm. I mean, I was instantly like, "Well, what is this that is happening?" I don't like it. I don't and, like how uh, it feels. I don't feel comfortable. I'm very very uh, concerned about it. I will be keeping my ear to the ground about this, and so I, I don't know. Yeah, we just gonna have to. Let me see. Hold have on. Let's to wait. Google it real fast. Wait and see. I also wanted to say I shared a little bit of this on my story, but I felt like I was encouraged. There was so many of you that responded to the story that I felt like I needed to talk about it here as well. You know, there are those of us who grew up with mothers who would see other people's children misbehaving, and they would threaten us, like, "Don't you." ever do anything like that or if you mm-hmm. do something like that I will blah 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 I would have you all to know that after Carly Russell it, it was come forward that this was all a hoax the first call that Rhonda made was to me of course it was reminding me that if I'd ever were to pull a stunt like that she would clean <laughs> my clock okay (laughs) and i'm just like i mean and just proceeded to go off on me as if i had done what carly had done and i was just like girl i am innocent i have not given you any indication that this is something that i would do not even a little bit has ever done i have ever done in my life for you to spend 15 minutes on here talking about all of the ways that you would crown me and baptize I would baptize like <laughs> with clenched teeth talk about I will clean your clock if you ever embarrass me like <laughs> and I'm just like first of all take some of that angst out the, <laughs> out your chest because you're upset at me and I ain't done nothing I'm innocent oh my god <laughs> innocent ooh, ooh. So, she had a fabulous uh, mugshot though I mean, did she not pose as if she were down to the Olin Mills? I mean, she was down uh, at Olin Mills. Like, (laughs) it was down at the Sears. (laughs) I mean, with the whole, like, wonderful. What is, I mean, there's something happening here that I, I'm not, I don't, I need to update myself as to what's going on. I, um, I don't know if the girl had a mental health issue if uh, she's not disclosed it i'm going to just say that she's had to have had one whether or not she talks about it i think it's pretty safe to say that something is awry something is amiss Mm -mm. i have to say that yeah something went something went a little glitchy and um i hope that she gets the help that she needs same bigly very much so jokes we're funny as fuck, and, and I will admonish you will all. will continue to be Nigga, the way we that we process trauma. That's who we are. And there's as a nothing that you fucking uh, stink PCS ass people on the internet could say that's going to make me stop laughing Correct. at shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's just what it, and if is, a baby is walking on the highway, it's not a fucking baby. <laughs> this is how we heal. And I feel like in these instances, we need to have an emergency contact. Not absolutely. So someone's not someone that that can be called 
in the event that we are the victim of some sort of emergency. But when we are witnessing an emergency, mm. we ought to have mm. somebody that we can contact and process mm -hmm. our next steps with. Yes. So if I'm driving down the street and I see a baby walking alongside of the road, before I call the police, I might call Jade and say, hey, girl, this is what I'm seeing. And to which Jade, I would say, have Jade you ever say, seen the orphan? Mind your business. <laughs> Jade would say, girl, your job is to get home. <laughs> yeah. My, my exact words would be, that ain't no damn baby. <laughs> Keep driving. I would be like, listen, call the police if you are concerned, but you are to never get out of your vehicle. I would ask you if it you had teeth. You shouldn't even stop. Like, Continue <laughs> to drive. Continue. But there is nothing in my spirit that would tell you to pull over and nothing. get out nothing. at all. <laughs> like, Literally no thing. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to say, I love you, sis, but you must be Ooh. sleepy, so you've got to go home We and also get need rest. processing partners when we have asinine ideas like this. Process group text. Get you a group Ooh. text. How many times? Hey, girl, I'm contemplating I... robbing this register and faking my disappearance. What you, you guys think? You and Crystal and friend, y'all know. I will say like, hey, I can't say this on the Internet, but this is what <laughs> I'm thinking. Can I just say this here? I cannot say this yeah. on the Internet. I will not say this on the Internet. But X, Y, Z, you need those spaces in your you life because. And I the, pray she gets one. We are not. Listen. E Listen, everything ain't for everybody. And did you see that her boyfriend is doing club appearances? Let's close oh, the show see, out. See, let's do this that. Is, yeah, uh, you know what? That's a petty peeve. So, uh, um, God bless. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode yes. of Getting Grown. I don't know which kind of ways this went, but I love it. Uh, this is why you all tune in each and every week. Welcome we're to so, our so chaos. grateful for you all. Yes. Uh, thank you so much to Morgan for coming through and talking to check us out about the journey. The journey. Absolutely. Make sure you check out the journey and stay tuned for when her book comes out and all of those good things. And sis, tell them what to do. Continue to do your very, very best to mind your business. Be attentive to what concerns you. And that's not that not, damn non baby period. <laughs> and not that not to say that other things outside of your business cannot concern you, but be yeah. mindful of what is your business, your priority, your what warrants your attention, your response. You have mm. agency, you have choice, make mm. choices about how you want to spend your time and what mm. consequences might come from your actions. Very important. And that's how you keep yourself, your mind moisturized. Nobody wants dry, ashy thoughts. You don't want no. that. I don't want that for you. You also want to moisturize your other internal organs and make sure they are working at optimal capacity as well. You do that by drinking just as much water as your body can withstand at any given time. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's how you keep your insides fresh and clean. Yes. Cleanliness. Mm -hmm. Finally, you want to moisturize your largest external or organ, which is your skin. Okay? Yeah. Because, tell them why, sis. Your black will crack if it's dry or if it sees a vampire baby on the side of the road. Hologram children on the side <laughs> of the road. We love Tupac you guys. babies. Bye. We love you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening and watching if you're on Patreon. See you later.
Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.